0: This episode of the Cigar Snob Podcast is actually a broadcast that we do on AM radio. So we do a show called The Draw on 1210 AM The Man, which broadcasts in South Florida, Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. Uh, We've been broadcasting live from Cigar Cellar of Miami at 1557 Sunset Drive, and we're sharing broadcasts of The Draw here on our podcast. So, without any further ado, here is the latest installment of The Draw on 1210 AM The Man, which you can also find on Spotify if you search for The Draw 1210, or uh, streaming live, again, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, from 1210theman.com. That's 1210 1-2-1-0- TheMan.com Otherwise, uh, you should be able to catch uh, episodes of that show right here on the Cigar Snob Podcast feed, unless you want to hear us live, which is always fun. Anyway, here you go. Greetings, and welcome to another exciting
1: hello hello of The Draw on 1210 AM The Man. I am Nick Jimenez, joined by Cigar Snob publisher Eric Calvino. Hello, Eric. Hello, y'all. And the cigar snobs. Carlos, hey, Carluba, Rodriguez. Cigar snobs. Carlos hey, Carlos. Carlua, Rodriguez. Carlos and Carluba Rodriguez. Carlos and Carluba. Both Carlos no. and Carluba have joined us. Carlos, say hello to the people. Hey. Carluba. Yup. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was the cheesiest radio One laugh out. I have ever done. <laughs> <laughs> you like that, Carlos? Yeah. Uh, that's my radio laugh, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Boy. We are, and I even said, ladies and gentlemen, Warped. who am I becoming? <laughs> who is this person? We are at Cigar Cellar of Miami with Alex and Jessica at fifteen fifty-seven Sunset Drive. We are smoking through Cigar Snob's list of the top twenty-five cigars of two thousand eighteen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Two thousand eighteen. On today's show, we're smoking cigar number twenty-four. <laughs> it's El Aladino. It's the oh, Aladino. Nice. <laughs> that was nice. That was good. That's a good way to pronounce that. <laughs> the Aladino, uh, which is a Honduran cigar and is a Honduran Puro. Is this the yeah. only Honduran
0: Puro wow. on our list? I yes it now. is, yeah.
1: This is the only Honduran Puro on our list, which means that from... What's another Honduran
2: Puro? Uh, I don't remember having one in a long time. Well, hold if, on. If I've ever had one. Well,
1: I'll
3: settle th- down.
2: Yeah, no, they're, they're, they're Settled gotta be, by now.
1: there's gotta be one out there. Um, no, there, there are Honduran Puros, but now I'm, I'm reluctant to, to name one in case I'm wrong. But uh, this is a Honduran Puro, which means that the wrapper, binder, and filler tobaccos are all Honduran tobacco. We gave this the number 24 spot on our list of the top 25 cigars of 2018 mm. and it earned that spot in the elegante Vitola, which is a 7 mm. by 38 lancero so it is a long and skinny one that's 38 64ths of so an inch just missed being dead last, just missed. Well, I mean, not yeah, oh. but you know, among the top twenty-five of the year. Mm-hmm. So this True. is a very solid cigar. True. Uh, this retails for seven dollars and fifty cents, and so far, so good. Yeah, I'm into it. So Carluba, what do you? Um, so we like I, to go to I you can't first. Can't
3: wait.
2: Oh, to oh. answer his question. Oh yeah, because it. I know exactly what I'm going to say. Okay, good. So it's, let's. It's, so so so, so, so clear. Tell us this what you think about such the cigar. What a are you getting? Spicy cigar. Pepper-y. Spicy? I'm getting right? a lot of pepper. Wow! No kidding. Right in the beginning, I don't. In the back of my palate. In the wow. back of the
3: palate. That's interesting. Yeah, and you know that, that goes a lot. Uh, that says a lot about how different palettes uh, behave, right? With different sure. cigars. I don't get that. Just tons of pepper. I don't get that. As a matter of fact, I get more tingling in the front of the palate.
1: Uh, I, I do get the the front tingle, and I get a little bit of back tingle, um, but I definitely get Nick, the front tingle. Nick the mediator. Tingle. It's uh there, there Always is some of that finding like, the tingle median, <laughs> the median tingle. Um, but yeah, no, I I feel a, a balanced tingle uh, from the Aladino. Well, I it, so I think that
3: this cigar is nothing if not incredibly well balanced. Sure. Right? Yeah. So it's it's got it's balanced in that sense in the in where you're getting that tingle. Right. But uh, but it's also balanced in that. You have the spice, and you have the creaminess, and you have the cedar. Uh, really, an impeccably constructed cigar as well. I don't know how you guys are doing.
1: Yeah, I mean, we, so we've only been smoking it for, I am I don't know, what, like 10 minutes or so?
3: Mine is picture perfect.
1: Uh, yeah, and mine, mine is, uh, the burn line is super even. Um, and, again, a thing to note, which I think we've talked about on the show in the past, is that these, uh, these very thin ring gauges are extra difficult for the rollers to put together and to to get burning and drawing properly. Yeah.
3: So to give, to give consumers, you know how we like to give them an idea of what that thickness is. I know you like to use a 64th scale, but imagine this, this has the diameter of slightly less than a dime Mm -hmm. in terms of diameter. And so it's a long and thin cigar, which is usually made by the the factory's uh, most skilled rollers because to make a cigar this thin, uh, and that continues to combust so well and maintains that blend that mm. they were looking for. And the draw. You have to be skilled. Yeah. And to have an even That draw. was the combustion I was talking yeah. about. Well, no, but It's you, about pinky's ob- width, actually. Right. This, well, it depends whose pinky you're talking about.
2: I would say, that's why I said about. About. About a pinky's
1: width. An average man's pinky. Mm. Let's call it that. Okay. I don't know that for a fact. I like to use things that are
3: more constant, like wow. a dime. Let's get our research. Everyone department. has a pinky. Everyone, everyone has does, a pinky. Well, <laughs> we like to assume that everyone. Has Somewhere a pinky. there's
1: an angry pinkulous listener. It is about the width
3: of a finger. There's one guy out there who had two accidents with a a bandsaw,
2: and he's, he's missing really both pinkies. Right and he's
1: incredibly. Like, I have off.
2: no frame of reference right now.
1: <laughs> and he's just changed the station, and we can't blame him. We're That's not. It. Made, yeah, we're we've not lost him. It. Sorry, guys. Sorry, Sorry Tony. Tony. You know, and really, like, if you're a pinkulous person, you know. We didn't want you run anyway. <laughs> oh, you're going you're going to be like you that. ridiculous huh? weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, we will come back to the Aladino in Elegante um, in another part of the show. In the meantime, you know who has all their pinkies? Who? Oh these uh would-be olympic breakdancers oh this is so a cool according story. to espn this is a real story huh this is a real story break dancing is moving closer to being an event in the 2024 paris olympics unbelievable uh so called break dance called breaking they call it
3: breaking over there yeah
1: in olympic circles quote its medal debut was last october at the buenos aires youth summer games the street dance competitions will feature 16 athletes in each of the men's and women's medal events in Paris. So, I imagine that for this, you need your pinkies. You got to have pinkies. Yeah. Uh, well, extra points. There, there's some there's some moves
3: you... there's some moves that require a pinky. You know what's a shame about this? Like why didn't why didn't they add this sport in the 80s? When I would have been post, potentially a contestant. Oh, really? Oh, my gosh, of course. You know, and instead, they're doing it now. When no they? one is breakdancing anymore. If Were you're, you're breakdancing yeah. I mean, today, aren't you like the neighborhood weirdo? You're like a guy walking around with no yeah. pinkies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who it's does breakdancing today? N- dancers.
2: Just, no. You have to be you know, you no, see they're these street dance- performers. Yeah, Those street are the guys that do it. True, yeah. Street like the runners.
3: guys in, in touristy locations right. that have a crowd around them. Those are the guys doing breakdancing. Yeah. Who like what athlete is out there going like I'm perfecting my game. Yeah. They're just not out there.
1: Yeah. Very few. Yeah. So so were you were you breaking in the oh 80s? Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah what I want to know. Oh, it it was You huge. had a
3: crew? I lived in a neighborhood where what everybody was, was breakdancing. What was
2: the name of the crew?
3: No, I don't remember what we were called.
2: Uh, how many uh, in the crew?
3: I'm telling you, our entire neighborhood was oh, okay. into breakdancing. So, so it okay, was like... This
2: was the, I, wanted, I was curious about the music. What did you use for music? You put the radio on?
3: No, back then we had cassettes. You had cassettes. Yeah, we had, we had the technology. This oh, was 80s. Wow. This, oh is not, <laughs> this
2: is not... A, not radio.
3: No. So
2: no. We had cassettes a, on. I'm wondering for the music for the Olympics,
3: how do they choose now the music? I, I imagine that this, would be, this event would be a lot like uh, figure skating, right? Where you choose your music, oh, and then there's judges. But who are the judges for this? Who would they be? Right. Like that would that's a, like there's no well, there's no way to make this uh
1: You're breaking your Olympic breaking dreams may have been dashed but maybe you could still be a judge, right? That's true. You could still I'm you sure could be I'm going to I'm going to reach out to the uh, the IOC. I mean, you are a personality. Chris Brown. Chris Brown is uh,
3: is a a judge or are you just you're just dropping this on us?
1: He does, oh, does. So he's a perspective. He is. Okay. Yeah, true. I guess you're like Chris
3: Brown and like an usher kind of. So major, am I maybe? to
1: understand that as soon as we started talking about fulfilling Eric's dreams of participating in some it's way of immediately, Olympic dancing, we're immediately jumping in with no, Eric. Relax. Yeah, Chris Brown is out there. Yeah, he yeah. deserves so a spot before he, you. you. Keep smoking cigars He'll be judged before office. you are. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows who Chris Brown is already. Welcome to the Dream Killing Radio Hour, where so far our targets have been the Pinkyless and Eric Calvino. (laughs) Breaking Eric. (laughs) Uh, So, you know what you shouldn't be if you're going to be breakdancing in the Olympics? Here's the segue. Hi. Okay. But you can be high if you're in Illinois, starting in January. Mm. So recreationally high, recreationally, recreationally high. high, correct? Uh, or even I don't know, can you be occupationally high? Yeah, there's got to well, somewhere perhaps. there. W- yeah, perhaps. I mean you could be like a YouTuber. Well, that's up to whatever your yeah. occupation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is. I mean I don't Some, want my my
3: neurosurgeon.
2: Not at the not at the moment.
1: Yeah, eventually there you know there will be a, a weed magazine out there, and somebody's going to have to get paid to get high. True. Well, Those I mean, are out sure there. are, are weed real. magazines, but I'm saying Those like, are out we'll there. be legally allowed to do this <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, in, in the state of Illinois. So anyway, uh, legal marijuana is coming to Illinois as uh, the governor there, Pritzker. And
2: illegal marijuana is on its way
1: out. And illegal marijuana is on its way out, I suppose. Thank you. Uh, although there may, there may very well still be a black market for marijuana. The fact that it's legal doesn't mean that there is no black market, as we know from certain other products, uh, like alcohol. There's still moonshiners out there in the world. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. But a bill has been signed. And the governor there is calling it a quote, important and overdue change to our state. Um, we've talked about this a little bit. By now, I believe this story says that uh, there are 11 states where marijuana is Correct. legal. Uh, 11 states. So, fully a fifth of the states in the union have legal marijuana. Uh, I don't know what the number is, but doesn't it seem like we are very close to just all of the dominoes falling? Because it, it, it feels that way. It feels there, that way there's got to be like a critical mass, and I don't know that you have to get to like half.
2: I think that's the, the number, the pro-marijuana uh, contingency I wanted to get to, at least half. Just well, to yeah,
1: I mean, you, you figure they want to set the bar pretty a change. high. correct? But 11, sound, a fifth of the states, it sounds pretty significant. Yep. Uh, and it's not the smallest fifth either.
3: And you know what's crazy about this? In right. Chicago, so now legal to smoke marijuana, and yet extremely restrictive still Smoking cigars. On, on tobacco and cigars. Extremely restrictive. So, so that's wh- going to be interesting how what that are plays some of out the, of there.
1: What are some of the attitudes that you hear from people in the cigar industry about that kind of dichotomy? Because for, for me, I would like to see both things yeah. relatively unrestricted. I get the emotional pull, right, of that, of that argument of like, well, how are they going to do this when they're treating cigars this other way? Um, but I kind of wish that the cigar industry took more of the approach of, okay, let's capitalize on how they're treating marijuana and say, hey, we should be there.
3: There are, there are some uh, who are capitalizing, but they're not doing it publicly.
1: Right. And, and, and
3: it's for the same emotional reason. Yeah. They don't, they don't want to have the backlash. But there are some out there that are starting to embrace this.
1: So um, to to give you a little bit of detail again, uh, this would be the 11th state to legalize recreational cannabis. So by the way, we're not counting the places where medical cabin is, ca- cabin is, cannabis cannabis <laughs> cannabis is it is legal, uh, is legal.
2: Right, here in, in Florida. Right. Yep. Medical yeah. marijuana is
1: legal. So uh, the governor emphasized, quote, that the law provides for automatic expungement of arrests for marijuana possession under 30 grams, which is also a huge deal. That is,
3: I think, maybe the biggest deal. The Absolutely. Whole thing Absolutely.
1: And that he will pardon those whose conviction with convictions for possession up to thirty grams. So that is if you're a the huge guy sitting there within a, within yeah.
3: a, with with thirty one with a conviction of thirty one grams, you're
1: like, <laughs> 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 Son absolutely, of a- yeah, 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 retrial. And the and the governor here also, you know, as far as I'm concerned, to his credit, uh, made an issue of the of the drug war and the impact that yeah. this will have in Illinois. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how the feds treat the state of Illinois um, as you know as it's been interesting to see how they treat everybody else but at some point you also have to figure that even if it's illegal federally they've just got to deprioritize enforcement federally so
3: this in the Chicago Tribune story it says uh, this is directly from uh, from the story the governor emphasized that 25% of the revenue from marijuana taxes will go to marijuana business ownership in black and brown communities that were disproportionately affected by the war on drugs in addition, 20% will go to substance abuse treatment and prevention and mental health care, with additional funds going to pay the state's bills, law enforcement, and public ed- education on marijuana health issues. So that's an interesting little tidbit yeah. as well.
2: 25%? That's a, big, that's a big cut. I saw somewhere they were expecting to get about a billion, $500 million to $1 billion yeah. within the first year.
1: Yeah. Now, the, the danger that I see there, though, is that the minute that you start to treat marijuana or any other product as a potential cash cow, then the temptation is there to just, well, let's tax it higher and higher, and let's treat it as this special thing that we should tax at an exorbitant rate, um, which just further creates the black market, which we've seen in cigarettes, which we've seen in alcohol. Uh, so all that becomes an issue, but we'll see how it all plays out. We're not going to see it before we hear these ads. You are listening to The Draw live on 1210 AM, The Man. I am Nicky Menes with Eric Calvino and Carluba and Carlos.
2: We'll be back. Come on. We'll be back.
1: back. We'll be back. Welcome back to the draw on twelve ten a.m. The man we are in Florida. Which you have to win. And to win Florida, you have to win Cigar Seller. Yep. I'm told this is a pivotal constituency over here, uh, Jackson. If Jackson doesn't have your vote and he's not telling all his friends, if you to don't vote win Cigar it, Seller, you don't win the White House. You don't win the White House. It's just a fact. You know why? Because Cigar Seller is a shop of the people. <laughs> it is. The people listen. <laughs> And cigar stores are open for everyone. For everyone, especially the VIPs. Hey, did you know that cigar sellers are a sponsor of this program? I, I did not know that. You tell me about it? it. Tell me about it. Hey guys, it's Nick Jimenez here from the Draw. Hey Nick. As a person who travels the world visiting cigar lounges, people ask me about the best cigars in sorry the best cigar bars in Miami, and I always answer. You know how often I answer this? Um no. One hundred percent of the time, I tell them this. I tell them cigar. It? Cellar, which is located right off of Sunset Drive in South Miami, owner Alex Broche invites you to the man cave that is Cigar Cellar, sometimes a dog cave, sometimes, sometimes. a lady cave. Never Whoa. a bat cave, though. Never, Never a bat cave. cave. Not yet. The minute it becomes a bat cave, I am out of here. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. They also have a great selection, including Oliva, My Father, La Flor Dominicana, CLE, Arturo Fuente, and some excellent craft beers and wine. There's 24-hour access to their VIP lounge with humidified lockers, TV, and big discounts if you are a member here. So that is the reason that you ought to become a member. Come over here, ask about membership, do it. Um, What's a membership cost? Membership costs uh, an amount that I am unprepared to give you, but it I think it's something like $800 yeah, for the year. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, eight or nine in that ballpark. Eight hundred bucks. Eight hundred bucks for the year. Uh, and here, t- turn that thing oh, on. Turn that go. thing on. Here Alex we go. Broch. We're in the man cave with Alex Broch. How much is the membership? The man himself, the Alex Broch.
4: The membership is eight hundred a year. Okay. You get a three hundred and thirty dollar credit. Boom. And ten percent off and ten percent off after that. Wow. Those are the big discounts we're talking the about. Big Those discounts. Are the big, uh, B-I-G. I keep telling people, people all over the world. Whenever I'm uh,
1: globe trotting and they talking ask about cigar bars, they say, "Hey, how big are the discounts at Cigar Cellar?" And I tell them, "Pretty big. They don't do they don't do little discounts at Cigar yeah, Cellar." Twenty
4: four hour access. Twenty four hour, hour access.
1: There's a TV. There's Humidified there. lockers. Yep. I believe there's a keg back there. Well, that's not something we advertise. That's not something we advertise. Uh, okay, forget we. <laughs> I said didn't that. say that. Forget I, we I said didn't that. Say that. Cigar Cellar is also. You know what else it's home to? No, our radio show, mm-hmm. The Draw. Which one? We are live on site Monday through Wednesday at six p.m. Congratulations, you're already listening to it. This is half the battle. Mm-hmm. You're almost a VIP at Cigar Cellar. You just got to get over here. Where we uh, and while we do the show, we smoke, we hang out, we talk all manner of cigar snobbery. Sometimes we have special guests like Alex Broch, the proprietor of this man cave, not a back cave. Uh, not yet. So visit Alex <laughs> Broch and the great not yet. Not yet. Visit Alex <laughs> Broch and the great people at Cigar Cellar, and they will make you a VIP, an extra VIP, if you buy a membership at fifteen fifty-seven Sunset Drive, or you can call them at three oh five three eight one zero four five eight if you're one of those weirdos that still uses the phone to call people. Or go to their website at cigarsellerofmiami dot What's on the website? What should, what will people find if they go to the website?
4: If they go to the website, actually we have an online store, so they'll find everything that we have in the store on online, basically. Well, there you, you know? go, boom, online, and we're constantly uh, putting out promo codes so that you can actually get extra discounts. I'm telling you, man, all these all these big discounts. And you can follow them on
1: Instagram at cigar underscore seller. That's C E L L A R. So cigar underscore seller. It's cigar seller. What sorts of things do you put on Instagram? Do you
4: do like uh? Do you do a lot of thirst traps? Everything Ooh. that we have in the store, <laughs> we, we put it online. So on Wednesday we're gonna have uh. You're gonna the cruise AJ right for, past AJ the Fernandez thirst event. trap question. Aj Fernandez <laughs> event starting. At That's 6 right. That, that is
3: tomorrow. So, so tomorrow, what's happening? Actually. What's happening at this uh, at this event tomorrow? other than giveaways and
4: giveaways same thing it's uh it's actually a cut and light okay so we're gonna sample their cigars and whoever wants to come in and have extra discounts on 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 box sales and beer and wine and all that stuff that's beautiful what What time tomorrow 6 p.m
1: nice good stuff as soon as you guys
4: get rolling yeah we're gonna get rolling so if you want to
1: come roll with us you got to come to cigar cellar of miami at 1557
3: sunset are we gonna be rolling loud? Should we're going to roll be, over. We're going to be
1: rolling, rolling, rolling. Roll over. <laughs> roll, roll over, over to Beethoven? <laughs> All right, enough. Enough rollover reference. Okay. So, you know who is accusing Trump of um, nasty things? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not a rollover. <laughs> uh, this uh, E. Gene Carroll uh, person who Trump, th- th- this whole Says story. is not his type. <laughs> this whole story is just all over the place loony. Um, so she was doing all of the uh, interview shows this past weekend. Uh, I don't know anything about whether her accusations are true or false, but she did not come across as a credible person. Hmm. Uh, her, the criticism of her was that she seemed totally out of it all the time, was talking like a crazy person. Leave it to Trump. Reg- let's set aside the question of whether her accusations are true or not. Right. Leave it to him to be accused of raping someone. And botching that. <laughs> and saying, responding by pointing out that she's not his type. I know. Classic Trump. How crazy does a person have to be to pull that move? Um, so anyway, this is really just, it's not something that I think we're going to spend impressive. a ton of time on. It's it, impressive. It's super
2: impressive. It's impressive how you could even think of that as a response. It is just a well, wild that's, thing the thing is that that's your the mind. F- response right, right.
3: <laughs> so listen listen listen
1: listen she's I've not of my type yeah. <laughs> which is to three. say what that if she had been that exactly would like he to be wouldn't a would have little... said
2: anything he's like oh, I wish it was oh, true right. yeah. <laughs> oh my god
3: well I don't know have you seen her you know like what was what was, listen, what was this, he going this, for this, there I wish it was true. that was absurd
1: just crazy so anyway uh let that be a lesson you know uh do do better so do his, better. his quote
3: his quote is great just to give people a quote yeah. he said I'll say it with great respect. Uh, you know what, Nick? You do it because you do the impersonation. Oh,
1: hold on, hold on. Wait, let me uh, hold on. Let me find. Uh, oh, no. dead I air! Wasn't, wasn't all right. So he says. This, oh, Here we go. Here there, right. it is. I'll say it with great respect. Number one, she's not my type. Number two, it never happened. It never happened. Okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was enough payoff for the dead air, but that was very good.
1: Um, very, very good. So anyway, yeah, uh, all, all around crazy. Everybody needs to do better here. Uh, not, well, not into it.
3: Un- related but unrelated. What's up with the E, Gene Carroll? I, Are I, you just not proud of your first name when you do that?
1: I, I don't know. I like it, going by N Antonio Jimenez sometimes. I know, I know. N Antonio. Well, so
3: I, I was, uh, I was born poor, and I don't have a middle name. Hello, my poor. parents could, couldn't afford it. Uh, so would I just be E, Calvino? Calvino? That's it.
2: Well, I actually know two brothers uh, named T and R.
3: Oh, well, they were poorer than me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think <laughs> by like the way, I'm degrees. joking. I wasn't. I wasn't poor. Poor, but uh, my parents just didn't. My mom wasn't into middle names. Do they have middle names? No. Yeah. My no, mom doesn't. No, uh, no. She was like, no, thing. no middle names for you. Yeah. better one whatever. Yeah. What are you gonna do? So I don't go by E. G. I, like I never get the E. Jean Carroll. Why? Why aren't you just like Edna Jean Carroll
1: or whatever yeah. your name is? I don't know, but it's a it's a it's a thing like F. Scott Fitzgerald or. Yeah, you know, there's other there's other people. It sounds maybe distinguished.
3: L, L Ron Hubbard job. Hubbard. Hubbard. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a fan of L Ron Hubbard's nut jobbery, though. I like crazy. Crazy. You good. are a fan of crazy. I'm we a huge know that. fan of the crazy. E.
2: Gene Carroll.
1: Yeah. Uh, so let's, How do we segue out of that. Nick? Let's just <laughs> do a totally ungraceful uh, segue here. Well, to uh, today is Anthony Bourdain Day. That is um, correct, man. Anthony Bourdain, uh, who this is the anniversary of uh, – is today the anniversary of his, of his death? I believe it is. Um, and so celebrated chef. No, that oh, was his birthday. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the death was on June 9th. Correct, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, very close on the calendar. Yep. Uh, but in any case, uh, a lot of people are sort of marking the day by putting out lists of where he ate in their town. And uh, so let's talk a little bit about where, he's, where he ate in Miami. In, in our town. When in he was town. here. Um, so, Isla Canarias. He ate there with Chef Michelle Bernstein, had pastries and a Medianoche sandwich. Have you guys eaten at Isla Canarias, and how do you feel about this place? I'm a fan. I am a fan. Easily and the best croquetas a, in town. I'm a frequent no, no visitor. No doubt about it. Yeah. I'm a frequent visitor. You're I, a frequent visitor. You, you yeah, you're not far from there, so this no, is like a regular I, yeah. thing
3: for you. Whenever someone says about these new, like, you know, highfalutin croquetas, I'm always thinking, like, yeah, I compare it to Isla Canarias. Would I take one of these crazy Mac and cheese croquetas over any La Canaria? No, no, never, no,
1: no, not at, not at all. No, no.
3: I mean, yeah, your your croqueta place great fun. Right. Everything is fine, but
1: they don't beat those. I'm no. sorry. No, even cold. I will leave those sitting out for a week and I'll, I'll still eat that thing.
2: Yeah, I'll I'll get a bar, a party pack of 25 without even throwing a party just for my house. <laughs> how
1: how long does it take for the party pack to disappear? But about a day. Yeah, that's just all. The whole
2: family. You're pacing yourself. Picking at it all day, you know? Everyone so walking by. that
3: surprised me that that Anthony Bourdain uh, had pastries and a medianoche. Did not even eat a croqueta. Yeah. So, you know, Michelle, Michi Bernstein, what happened there?
1: Maybe she wanted, maybe she was sneaking her own croquetas in there. Maybe, that's yeah, true. Trying to get him to to convert to her croquetas or something. Maybe. Max Club Deuce, he had beer. He always hung out there, though. That was like, that was Spot. one of his spots. Oh, yeah. yeah, here in Miami. So, um,. Captain Jim's Seafood Market and Restaurant Stone Crab claws. Where do you guys go for stone crabs? I'm not a stone crab person myself. I like them when I'm in front of them, but Oof. are you guys like you go out of your way for stone crabs? And what's yes. what's the spot for you?
3: I, I just do the annual uh, Joe's visit, yeah. and that's yeah. that's my yeah, Joe's. that's my jam. Joe's it's take the one out. time Joe's takeout for me. When I used to work uh, near the beach, I would go to the Joe's takeout, and that was in Basilong. Oh, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, but I like actually for sitting there and having a. Having stone, uh, I can't even get a stone table. crab and uh, and some fried chicken too.
1: For sure, for it's tough
2: sure. To get a table there sometimes.
1: Well, we know Curtis. Yeah. So there's that. And Yardbird, like, like Yardbird Southern Table and Bar in Miami Beach. We uh we actually dealt with John Kunkel of Fifty Eggs, which is the the parent company there. Yep. Um, in Cigar Snob magazine, we did a story about Southern food and the the sort of craze that was going on of Southern cuisine sweeping through the country, uh, and Yardbird was one of the places that he we that went we off
3: eating at Yardbird. He went nuts. I don't know if you remember that, that episode, but
1: he just pounded food. He had oh, a yeah. quest love. Yeah, crazy. So if you're a fan of fried chicken, that is a spot. MLK Restaurant, never been. This is uh, 2469 Northwest 62nd Street. You've been, Carlos? No. Uh, no. Okay. No, I haven't either. So, now, Okay, so this is the next field trip. We're going to MLK. We'll do it. Yeah. So uh, B&M Market. Also, haven't been, but he had jerk chicken, curry goat, roti, and cowfoot foot soup. I've never had cow foot soup. What's I like wrong that. with you, Nick? I know you live yeah, a sheltered life. I'm into it. I'm I'm all over the cowfoot foot soup, and Pepito's Plaza. Great name. The, uh, so this is that what he ordered there. He ordered the
3: Dorazuela.
1: I like this. Yeah. I like the name Dorazuela. <laughs> so that's a beef patty with ham, eggs, six varieties of sauce. What is six varieties of sauce? Man? Uh, well, like all, honey, all the, mustard, yeah, the Venezuela, Venezuelans oh. and Colombians,
3: they put a bunch of different sauces on their burgers and on their hot dogs and stuff like that.
1: So that's what that's mayonnaise, about. Mayonnaise, ketchup. Yeah, yeah. Mayonnaise. Do you ma- say man-
2: mayonnaise? I'm a mayonnaise
1: guy. A, are you a mayonnaise person? I'm a mayonnaise. I'm I'm a mayonnaise. Ma- I say well I don't say mayonnaise. That's, that's what you sound like to like me. foghorn, leghorn. Mayonnaise. Over here. I say mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. Yeah. <laughs> mayonnaise. <laughs> mayonnaise. my dad will correct mayonnaise. people.
3: My dad will say Maonesa. You're like, Maonesa.
1: Okay. Okay. Come on. <laughs> nice, That sounds like an exotic Asian country. I know. I know. I'm from the I'm from the oh, island uh, of Maonesa. Maonesa. <laughs> <Go on there.
0: laughs> that's,
2: that's what you say before you're gonna avenge someone's death. Maonesa
0: <laughs> I don't even know awful. what
3: that
1: means. This is easy. My name the- is
3: Inigo Montoya. <laughs> <laughs> Prepare to die. My name is you Inigo. You ate Diego maonesa. Prepare sour. to die.
1: <laughs> oh man, uh, Car- Carlos, is this your? Let- let's talk about How's this cigar. The cigar? Before, let's talk about this cigar before. Run cigar out of time. How, how, how are you doing, Eric? Because I've been talking too long <laughs> and I let it go out. Oh, I'm. I'm totally.
3: I'm still digging this cigar. It's uh Like I said, I just. I love that. Well balanced and it's consistent from beginning to end. It doesn't go on changing. Don't go changing. Don't go change, go change it. Isn't that a song, Carluba? There you go, something like that. So yeah, this change cigar, change this cigar is, is consistent. It just keeps going. Uh, I love it. I'm uh, I'm a huge fan.
2: It's not as peppery for me anymore. It Did uh, subside. Did the calm down. Has subsided. The peppery subsided. Um, I'm getting some woody cedar. Uh, not not much creaminess that you mentioned before, but definitely the more earthy tones.
3: So creaminess can come in, in different forms, right? It could be that creamy flavor, but most of the time it comes in a, like a texture. So the texture, that creamy texture to the smoke, is what I am talking about
2: here. All right, okay, it is creamy in that sense.
1: Yeah, very good. So we have Carlos. Was this your uh, was this your submission here? In the next uh, the next piece, next bit about the Jesuits. Let's see. Yes. Tell yes. me about this. We have we have we have a minute and, a, and three
2: quarters. So there was a uh, there's a Jesuit, a Jesuit high school, in. I think it's Indianapolis. Whoa, uh, Indianapolis. 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 In Indianapolis. And in that they employed... A, Jesuit High School. Breboof Jesuit High School in Indianapolis. They, uh, it was discovered that they had a teacher that was in a same-sex marriage. It, uh, that information became public, and the Archdiocese of Indianapolis basically ordered the school to fire that teacher, to which the Jesuit High School's president principal said, No, thanks. And said, um, "We're not going to do that." And so the Archdiocese of Indianapolis revoked their Catholic uh, title. Oh wow! Yeah. they can't be, they can't call themselves uh, a Catholic institution. Interesting, but they're still Jesuits.
3: <laughs> so you guys are you guys both went to Belen Jesuit, correct? So how do you guys feel about this,
1: Carlos? How do you feel about this? I,
2: uh, I think it's totally totally in line with the uh, the Jesuits that I. Uh,
1: I encountered the schools movie, not, 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 yeah, the, not the order to fire the teacher.
2: Right, right. The, sc- the schools move to not fire the teacher is in line with what I know the Jesuits to be like.
3: Um, but uh, that's not in line with the archdiocese.
2: It's not. Uh, they're, they're probably going to have uh, some serious canonical law
0: discussions. Ooh.
1: Okay, so we're going to come back to that. We're first not going to get into that heavy now. word. On the canonical. other side of the break, but uh, you are listening to The Draw live from Cigar Cellar at 1557 Sunset Drive. I'm Nicky Menez with Eric Calvino and Carluba. And we will canonical be... Uh, the car- Can- canonical Carlouba Rodriguez. Carlos, canonical Carluba Rodriguez. We'll be back on the other side of these entirely uncanonical uh, advertisements. <laughs> Welcome back to The Draw Live from Cigar. Seller at 1557 Sunset Drive. I'm Nick Jimenez, you with Carlos Carluva, Hello. And Eric Calvino. What's happening? Or as I sometimes refer to him, Eric
3: Caruvino. Caruvino, yeah, that was from the days
1: of uh, Mario Takayama Absolutely. hanging out at the office. So Caruvino was the name that a Japanese fortune teller gave yes. <laughs> Eric Calvino. At one time. <laughs> at one time in the past. Caruvino. <laughs> Uh, uh you, I'm not even <laughs> like, you, you
0: do a good oh uh, <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> so uh <Carbinio>. have <laughs> just been indulging our own weird, oh yeah, I'm into it, I'm super into it, this Spencer is easily. This, this is the best hour on radio, so, easily
2: does Aladino rhyme with calvinno uh,
1: uh, no, but Aludino does <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Ar- Arudinho and Arudinho yeah, are very close. Uh, the, the family behind the Arudinho cigar, <laughs> Alavino. the Aladino cigar, uh, is actually, aside from making an excellent product, has a sort of uh, historical significance with, uh, they do. with this particular tobacco. Eric, tell the people they about, do. This about is, the
3: story. Uh, so this particular cigar, we, we noted earlier that it is a, uh, it's a Honduran pearl, puro. But uh, in addition to being a Honduran puro, all of the tobacco in it is uh, corojo. And what they call the authentic corojo, and so they they are the the ones that still grow that wrapper. So in in Cuba, when Cuba was in its heyday, uh, the the tobacco that that made Cuban cigars so special in the 40s up to the 60s uh, was that corojo tobacco. And these guys uh, still have that, right? Other corojos have been. This is all according to uh, the Eroa family, which is the one that I'm, the family we're talking about. What what they claim is that. The other growers of Corojo have hybridized Corojo so that it's kind of diluted. It's not the same. It doesn't have that same strength of flavor that the authentic Corojo has. So that's their... It's a that, pure Corojo. Yeah, for lack of a better term. Right. right? So, but Corojo itself was already a, sort of a, a hybridization as well. But, but it works so know well. Of, do you know of what? Uh, it's all Habanos, but who knows? I, I, don't, I wouldn't claim to know
1: that. Yeah, I wouldn't. And one of the interesting things is the height of the plant as well, right?
3: Yeah, it is a very it's a it's a short plant. It's like four and a half five feet tall, and so it's a like the leaves are just extremely flavorful. Whenever someone is smoking a corojo uh, t- a cigar with actual authentic corojo, you can smell it, man. It, it cuts through the room. You can smell it through other tobaccos, and so I, I'm always a fan of, of corojo. Right? There's there's other companies that have uh, very good corojo. Yep. Right like uh the Fernandez yeah, the Agonorsa people the Aganorso right? Aganorso people yeah. have it, so it's it not it's not the authentic corojo that that the Eroas have but uh, but very good tobacco so i I'm a fan of that variety of tobacco, the corojo so uh, so anyway that's this this cigar is from top to bottom all corojo, so if you kind of want to get a sense of what that uh tobacco variety tastes like and smells like this is a cigar it's that a you great would want to. Yeah. It's a perfect example of it. It's, Absolutely. It's
2: really gotten a lot creamier for me. I'm really enjoying yeah. it now. And I'm on the <clears throat> last third. Yeah,
3: you're in the, yeah, you you rifled last through that fourth. thing. Yeah, yeah, no, you are you were in a in a hurry over that. Uh, well, I, I started
1: first. You did, you did. And you're a faster smoker, yeah. let's be honest. Yeah. So, you know, but try it for yourself. We don't wanna we don't wanna speak for you. You know, go out and try it for you. You know who is gonna be speaking for somebody though. <laughs> 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 who, Nick? From CNN. Trump taps Melania Trump's spokeswoman as next White House press secretary. So for she's those of you do both, right? I read. I, I, but, I continue, think you're right.
2: She's going to continue to be Melania's spokeswoman and she's going to be the White House's press secretary, from which what I have understood, that's a that's a big job. Not the only press is secretary, it, yeah, I hear it's a job. It's, it's yeah. a huge job. <laughs> Not only. I don't he, know
1: one that you can also. You might even say that. Huge. 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 <laughs> huge. So huge not, not only is it huge. huge job. it's job. <laughs> it's, it's also, I think, m- I hate when people use this phrase, but now more than ever, a difficult job. Yeah, um, no kidding. Because right. this is a president. Trump has, uh, he's not someone who has a monopoly on dishonesty in the presidency. He didn't invent that. They've been lying to us from that podium for a very mm-hmm. long time. But man, are his lies difficult to cover for? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, luckily for uh, for Stephanie Grisham, who is the uh, the spokeswoman who for Melania Trump, one of these jobs, I get the sense, is a lot easier to deal with than the other. Well, so even if she is still doing both, I think the Melania workload is probably she a pretty probably light.
2: doesn't do much in that position. In that capacity, so that's, right. that's what frees her up to, to do, basically to be just letting the White everybody know military. that they should be best. So th- this comes,
3: it. this comes as as uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, correct, uh, resigned from her position, right? And that's she a, lasted a long time. she did last a long time, and she's uh, she's tough as nails, and she gave she's you that straight tough. deadpan, yeah. right? So I'm, I don't yeah, know tried, enough about Stephanie.
2: She tried to, to explain uh, Trump's. Uh, Trump's lies at times with a pretty straight face. Look, yeah. We'll call him
1: Trumpisms. Trumpisms, and even sort of like combative with the press. Yeah, which will be interesting to see whether uh, whether this new uh, Stephanie Grisham person uh, kind of keeps in that vein, or if this was a she if this was a choice own. for that kind of continuity, or if she's some because you figure like if you're Melania Trump's spokesperson, you're not engaging that way because so you don't have to. That's so you know what
3: you're. what bothers me about this hiring is it feels lazy. And whenever I see that, whenever I see a, a lazy hire like that, it's always a recipe for disaster. I get what you're saying. Yeah, that it's just like quick. Like, yeah,
2: hey, we'll just get Melania's... Yeah, yeah use press. it. Hey, yeah. Come on, Stephanie, look, you're pretty good at this. Here, you let's can look go. at candidates
3: that are qualified and really search. That's what I mean by lazy. Yeah. It just
2: yeah, yeah, I get it. That
3: you're so right. I'm I'm, not, I'm never a fan of that. Like I, you see it, you know, it most obvious. You see it in sports. Sure. Right okay. when like. Uh, When the the team's offensive coordinator gets promoted to be the coach, the head coach after the the original coach resigns or or is fired. That's lazy. Right. That's it. Go go out and do a real job search and find the right candidate. Or candidate search, not job search. Right,
1: for that position. (laughs) Exactly. And it's sort of like I mean, if you're the owner of a magazine and like you know, you hire a senior editor. Yeah. Who's a friend of a friend of the magazine. Who's a friend of the friend of the magazine and then you go ahead and you do a radio show? And rather than find two qualified radio people, you just bring just in two use. guys who just tell dad jokes ah, and go, we'll just, huge, huge, and do Japanese accents on the radio for a cigar
0: show. Well, my talent pool to choose from <laughs> down here is kind of limited. It's, it's,
2: uh, it's diminished over the years, huh? Clearly, we're the, uh, the top two.
1: Oh, man. You know what maybe you should consider, Eric? To bring you quality radio. <laughs> you should invest in a super drug for your staff the way the Nazis did for their soldiers. And maybe we'd have a better hour of radio. Wow, that's a, that's a segue. <laughs> you like it? it? It works. So this from Fox News. Nazi soldiers used performance-enhancing, quote, super drug, which is a great way Mess. to market any drug. Yeah, It's like there's superfoods. Why not have super, super drugs? drugs? A super drug in World War II. Shocking documentary reveals now. I don't think this is like new information. Yeah, I I can't be I knew this
2: yeah from one of those, you know, interesting factoid websites,
1: right? But there is a new documentary that will air on PBS on the 25th, which is today. Uh, it's called "Secrets of the Dead," World War Speed. Also, a good name. It's a gr- that is a great name. "Secrets of the Dead," World, World War, War Speed, Speed. World War Speed. That's like there's a "Secrets of the Dead." <laughs> Whoa! Dude, give, give me more <laughs> of that. Can you read the whole paragraph, right?
0: <laughs> "Secrets of the Dead," World War Speed.
1: <laughs> Quote. Uh, it reveals that Nazi soldiers were given the methamphetamine. I'm probably pronouncing this wrong. Pervitin which also sounds like it's for pervs. <laughs> yeah, It's that's the like, like curb your... The, uh, <laughs> the chemical castration. <laughs> <laughs> pervitin. Wait, okay, this guy's a perv. Let's get some Pervitin. Give, in give, him. Give him some pervitin. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. You can have him around
3: kids, no problem. Just give him pervitin. Maybe that's why they lost. He's they were all taking pervitin. the wrong thing. Yeah.
1: They thought they were this taking some the, Nazi the wrong steroid... super drug. Ma- it's the wrong super <laughs> drug. It just makes you super pervy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> manufactured by Temmler Pharmaceutical, which is also the most German-sounding pharmaceutical company name. <laughs> Two M's. While American and British forces used everything they could to get their hands on, including coffee, pervitin obtained uh, from Nazi forces, and the amphetamine Benzedrine. Um, so, and have some
2: pretty cool-looking Benzedrine inhalers
1: in this, this this article. Doesn't it look like th- those things look like a like a prop from a cheesy World War II movie? Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's why yeah that's where they got these well, yeah <laughs> right <laughs> um, life imitates art man so what are your thoughts I know that in general for example we we tend to have the conversation about uh, PEDs in sports yep what are your thoughts on PEDs in the military like if you like would you have a problem that's with, an interesting question I would have a problem with people were being forced to. I don't think yeah. I would have a problem
2: technically for that reason right it's not a it, it is a performance enhancing drug but this isn't a Sports competition. Right, you want to enhance performance. You want to enhance performance, especially if you're fighting a war.
1: It'd be interesting to find out how much of the military is taking PEDs. Well, I wouldn't even be mad about it. it sounds like a good idea. Hmm. I, I, I would imagine that we're not doing any of that gotta, nowadays. Right, right, right. Well, you know, who knows? Uh, I, I, we'll make some phone calls. And on the next episode of this show... Hey, look who it is over here. We have a, a letter here. Mira Eto, we got a special guy. Turn on that thing. Turn that thing on. VIP at the, the VIP oh, yeah. lounge. How's it going, man? No, man. All right, so he, he may not take us up on the offer, oh, yeah. but we're shaking hands with George Padron over here. And uh, Oh, look at this. Sit, uh, get, uh, sit down. Sit down so we can say hello to the people. People. So uh, this is a, a little bit of a surprise. We have uh, like seven minutes left in the show, so we're not going to take too much of your time. Tell the people who you are.
5: George Padrón from Padrón Cigars.
1: George Padrón from Padrón. That's how I always refer to him. Every time I George see him, I see Hey, George Cigars. Padrón from Padrón Cigars. You don't, you don't
3: say Nicolás Jimenez from Cigars that's, that well, magazine. That's how I introduce him. Every single know. time. Every well, single time that I introduce you myself You have to, to say somebody. your email signature every time you introduce yourself son- well, But he goes Nicolás Antonio
1: Jimenez. He that's what I do. He goes full, full name. Did I insist on the accent <laughs> marks? De Belén. Que también tiene acento ortográfico.
5: Oh, boy. Here we go. So anyway. So, this is a nice little surprise. What are you smoking, George? Uh, I'm smoking an 85 85 Natural. Very good.
1: Where does that sit in your hierarchy of your own cigars?
5: Pretty high up there. Pretty high up there. I smoke a lot of these cigars. It's
1: a very nice diplomatic, I make them all answer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're all very special to me. Question for for George Padron of Padron Cigars. Uh, We were just talking about a documentary that's coming out tonight on PBS about Nazi soldiers using PEDs. What are your feelings on peds in the military would you have a problem with that
5: whatever it takes man
1: i think we're all on the same page here <laughs> yeah. whatever it takes whatever it takes, whatever it takes have to, do, they have to, to win do it. what about peds on the cigar rolling floor so people go a little faster you know
5: again uh you know peds are used by a lot of people these days so. you heard it here first i, I think this is a thinly veiled <laughs> suggestion that the entire padron company is juicing to produce those cigars. <laughs> yeah, we're going to open up a new office in Russia now. Nice. So, to really get the juices.
1: Oh, ready. the Padrones and the gymnasts. I love it. This is uh, we have a scandal on our hands any minute now. Yep. Um, oh, man, this has thrown me off completely. Uh, yeah, I see that. Uh, so anyway, uh, let's uh, switch over here to the topic of clogs. Did you guys Just, talk oh, about we're gonna that? We're going to go with a softball go with topic this because now. Because yeah, because yeah. I, because I like the idea of giving Ivan some love here. Ivan Ocampo from our office has suggested this topic, and we've had it at the very bottom of our list of topics to talk about for but way it's, too it's long. But it's time to bring it out. It it's It's time to bring it out. Uh, so we'll start with George. George, how do you feel about men wearing clogs? Should men wear clogs? I gotta uh,
5: think about that one. You gotta think I about mean, that. I one. know that men wear clogs when they cook, right? I yeah. Mean, is that like a like fashion Crocs? Thing? Crocs would be crocs, like a rubber I mean, uh, rubber like clog.
1: A, well, I I don't feel
3: that. Like crocs a
5: chef, are
1: clogs. You, know? you don't feel the like crocs are clogs. No, I don't think they're
2: they're clogged, but they're heavily
3: inspired by.
2: I feel sure, sure. Okay. Inspired by
1: gardening, the clog, yes. I but in like gardening, the, yeah, that's the, the, the
4: more exactly. To, to there you go. So Correct in that gardening
3: and in, in uh, pig farming. You, as you're yeah. walking through that slop, you need something to keep your shoes clean, yeah. and that's what the clogs are for. So a, a croc is not that; it's just a chancleta. <laughs> That's no, all right, it right. Right.
5: a croc is a higher version of a clog. I like it. I like it. It's like it.
1: Clog-ish. clog It's clog It's clog It's yeah. clog-esque. It's like those Cuban-esque cigars, but clog It's clog-esque. Okay. All right. So we are learning a lot about Padron cigars here. So far, we know that they are okay with juicing for cigar rolling, <laughs> and also maybe crocs for, for clogs. pro crocs. Exce-
5: we're buying clogs for all of our workers on the fields. Oh too, man, so. this is intense. I make sure that they everything
1: there's so much insider organic. information on this show It yeah. is blowing well, hey, my if, mind if nurses and doctors
2: use it in the hospital it should be good for people yeah, in the but field they
5: use the more modern version which is the rubber one rubber clogs yeah what okay. he's talking about he's is talking using about like clogs, to, clogs like wooden clogs right? yeah i mean that, that
3: would that's I would to keep oh, actual clogs yeah. yeah to keep your shoes oh. off of the tobacco
5: yeah right exactly. and right so
3: that exactly. it doesn't come in contact the germs for your, from your shoes So, you just get germs
1: from the clogs.
5: Germs from the clogs. You can only wear the clogs to go into the field. Exactly. All
1: right. So, uh, you need clogs for clogs. I want to make sure that we're not rushing this. I just want to let people know uh, we are smoking the number 24 cigar today. George is not smoking the number 24 cigar, but we are smoking the uh, Aladino. In, uh, in Elegante. On the tomorrow show, there's a, an AJ Fernandez event here in the store. So that's. Uh, we'll we be, don't know what we'll be smoking, we'll be but smoking it will be AJ Fernandez. Something commensurate with that event. And then uh, Monday, Tuesday, we will all be in Vegas. Actually, George will also be. I assume you're going to be in Vegas. Oh, yeah. So I won't be in Vegas. You will not be in Next Vegas. Next
2: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'll be in the hospital welcoming a new baby. Oh, that's ooh. right. Your own, your own baby, not just a random baby. baby. No, I'm going to welcom you. I mean? Now I'm thinking about it. Yeah. I might buy Crocs just for this. Oh, this is
1: a, it does sound like a
2: Croc occasion. Uh, <laughs> did you take uh, PEDs <laughs> a to produce that baby?
1: <laughs> did you take baby producing I, PEDs? <laughs> I did not. I did not.
2: <laughs> all natural.
1: Oh, boy. <laughs> you heard it here. Look at all the information we were are learning revealing on the radio here. Uh, and then Wednesday, I'll be flying solo maybe with a guest. In a plane, though, uh, with I, a lot I, of other people you'll be flying. I'll, no, well, right. I'll, I'll if fly, you're flying I'll solo, fly with a group, I'll be I'll on the show. I'll, I'll be, fly with a group wow, to Miami. I want to know how you did that. Right. And then I will be flying solo figuratively here on the show. So, George, if you want to join me on Wednesday, I'll come be here. Come by and say hello. Come by and say hello. Um, we can record from the hospital. When we come back Monday. Or not record, that broadcast. Actually, yeah, that would actually be, I, I like this idea. <laughs> Uh, and then when we come back the following Monday, we'll be, sm- we'll be finally finishing our list of the top 25 cigars of 2018. We'll be smoking the Hoya Silver in Toro. So if you want to smoke along with us for that last cigar on the top 25 list, you want to get into the uh, Hoya Silver, go out, go find that thing. Um, I want to go ahead and also drop a, uh, drop a mention of the fact, in case you have forgotten and you're a newcomer to the show, we Welcome. did show Personal. Padrón some love because we smoked them early in this list. You guys were the number four cigar this year with the Padrón 50 Years Maduro. You want to tell the people a little bit about that cigar?
5: The Family Reserve 50? Yep. Yep. Uh, Well, that cigar was one of the cigars that we introduced when the company turned 50. Uh, It's part of the Family Reserve line. So, you know, it's, I mean, I think it's a fantastic cigar, great size, has a great flavor. Uh, You know, again, like all the cigars that we try to produce, we try to make it as complex and as balanced as possible. So, you know, I thank you for the rating of number four. I think you should have probably gotten number one, but uh, we'll take the number four. Maybe next time we'll get number Maybe one. Maybe next time. But you guys are We actually
3: got twenty nineteen high to rating year. this year. What's that? We had another Padron with a very high rating this year again. So yeah. that's going to be in the running.
1: Yeah, the, right. the Padron cigars are perennially up yeah, there. Yeah, they always uh, up there. Yeah, always always up yeah. there. Um, one, three, three, one, two. So, so there's that. Uh, all right, so. We are coming up on the end of the hour of this super smooth segue-laden <laughs> uh, radio show that we do. You've been listening to The Draw live on 1210 AM, the man from Cigar Cellar. We've been smoking Aladino. We've been paid a surprise, pleasant visit from George. I wear clogs and I endorse PEDs, Padron. Thank you very much for joining us. Catch you All next right. time on The Draw. See you later.